0: Protect yourself from identity theft and take complete control of your debit card with Secure Lock Equip from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Visit fabnt.com for details. Member FTIC. All right, Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater, and we are also joined by the gentleman better known as Hoop Scoop. And I think he's got some new scoop on. Uh, uh, we were just asked about the seven foot three player who. Uh, Eric Musselman has um, already reached out to. Are there others, Kevin, that Eric Musselman has reached out to from the transfer portal?
1: Well, you know, there's going to be some transfer portal activity every day, and if there is, that means Arkansas is somehow involved. And one name that Razorback fans probably remember—if they don't, we will refresh them—but it's also a guy that Eric Musselman's familiar with. It's Amari Hardy. Um, he's a six, two, uh, combo guard out of Detroit. Um, when you go back to the spring of 2017, when Mike Anderson was here, uh, Hardy had, had, uh, decommitted from Oklahoma state. So his recruitment came back open. Now, during the, uh, early period, uh, Anderson had signed already, what was probably arguably his best class, at, at least for an early signing when he got Daniel Gafford, Khalil Garland, Darius Hall. But, you know, fast forward to the spring, and Hardy comes into Arkansas for an official visit in April uh, and ended up, uh, took that visit, and then a few couple of weeks later end up uh, committing and signing with UNLV. So now he's a grad transfer. He played three seasons. He graduates early, he's three seasons at UNLV. So he has one more to play beginning next year as a grad transfer. He's already gotten multiple hits and contacts from high major programs, including Kentucky, I noticed. Uh, but Arkansas has also reached out. I've been able to confirm that. Um, and, you know, here's a guy that, you know, when Merrick Mussman was coaching in Nevada, obviously those teams are not only two in-state teams, but they play each other at least twice a year in the Mountain West Conference. And I went back and looked at it. You know, they played – Hardy played five times in his freshman and sophomore seasons combined against Musselman coached teams. But as a sophomore the second year, he averaged 18 points and three assists in those games. Uh, but Nevada won both of them, by the way. They did defeat Hardy and Louisville. But Amari Hardy, again, our Razorback fans might remember him, uh, but Eric Mussman certainly does. And, you know, he's now in the wheelhouse, so to speak, as Arkansas has reached out and made contact. One thing to remember, though, Randy, contact doesn't mean it always will necessarily go further than that, the initial contact. Obviously, uh, the staff is trying to put feelers out to see the interest levels of kids kind of gauge their own interest level after having those initial conversations and see where it goes from there. And there's so much unknown since players can't go take visits now too. We talked a little bit about yesterday on the segment, you know, how much you know you know, how much weight do you have with a guy based on your knowledge of him and the fact that the guy's already been on campus in the case of Amari Hardy, he's already been to Arkansas. That might give him some advantage if he's if everything else is equal and he can't decide and he's like, Well I've not been to this place but I like my visit there or it could work the other way, I guess. I'm kind of, you know, moving on this subject, it's kind of tough to talk about because the portal's open, a lot of contact being made, guys just can't visit. And, that you know, I think that, that might end up being a big deal. Uh,
0: is he a combo guard, did you say?
1: He is. He's a combo guard. If you really look at what he did in, in, in high school, uh, he was he was really kind of a score-first point guard. Uh, but I, what I remember watching uh, highlights of him and, and when I did the research and wrote about it three years ago, uh, it seemed like he was a real hard-nosed kid, uh, you know, kind of, you know, physical guard who kind of played like he thought he was bigger than he actually was, kind of in the mold of a, you know, maybe a back or somebody that kind of played bigger, you know, just a thick, hard-nosed player. A lot of times those kids from Chicago and Detroit are like that. You know, they, they're tough. Uh, but, but he, you know, he's a guy that can play the one or the two.
0: Mason Jones received another honor today he did he
1: well you know a lot of I see a lot of uh, reaction on social media but the AP uh, released at noon today uh, it's all American teams and they of course they got a first second and third team and then they list, they list them honorable mention and and Mason Jones made the all honorable mention list there was only five players that made that part of it because you had to get at least 10 voting points he had 11 so so a total of 20 players released in their all-american list mason jones was among that 20 uh the only other sec player included was emmanuel quickly out of kentucky now we know that the coaches voted him sec player of the year whereas the ap voted mason jones co-sec player of the year with, with uh reggie Ch- perry of mississippi state so uh you know jones is recognized as an all-american this was the same uh, honor that was bestowed upon Daniel Gafford last year. He was an AP, honorable mention, All American. Uh, and that counts. That, he will be counted as one of the All Americans in Arkansas's proud basketball lore. And it's, you know, I saw a lot of fans saying, well, he should have at least been 13. But, you know, to be uh, considered among the top 20 players in the country with this list coming out, I think uh, says a lot about the player, the season that Mason Jones had.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, <clears throat> when I look at all the list of things, uh, won five finalists for the Jerry mm. West Award. You already mentioned co-player uh, in the SEC. He was by the United States Basketball Writers Association, all district seven. I mean, I could go on. I mean, it's just a, a litany of, of um, honors that he's picked up this year. Which and confirms he uh,
2: should have been at least 13.
0: Now, I, yeah. You know,
2: the guy's the SEC Player of the Year. He, he led the league in scoring and all that. and And I know what you're saying uh kevin but the guy he deserved better than that particularly not one sec player on the top 15 in the country you know he deserved better than that but that's okay uh you accept what you get
1: you know what rick i i would agree with that the only thing and i'm not making an excuse i think this is what i see here mason jones put out out put up some you know historic numbers not only for the razorbacks and within that program but when you look at sec records and the, the amount of 30 point games, even the amount of 40 point games that hadn't been done, and just having two of those, that's only been done by two other players in modern history, and it's been 30 years. Uh, but when you look at the way the team finished, and we know a lot of these recognitions, if everything else is equal, or they think, well, this guy's got this reason he should be on the team, this one, if, if they look at how the team did, you yeah. know, maybe that's what holds somebody like maybe Mason so. Jones down a little sure. bit. And I, that's not a justification necessarily but I think that's what plays into the the mindset when they when they do this.
0: 9 30 point games. The most by an SCC player over the last 20 years, 240 point games, one of three has other good points of the last 30 <laughs> yeah, years. Right. Jeez. <laughs>
2: so mean, don't you you said why don't you wonder how many of the top 15 on their team did that?
1: Probably nobody.
2: I'm guessing. You,
1: and here's the other thing he's he you know he led the sec in scoring but he led the nation he led the nation in free throws and free throws made me Mm -hmm. say well that might just be a a weird stat i think it speaks a lot uh to his versatility as a player because he's not just a guy uh that's going out there jacking up shots he he manufactures way to get to that free throw line by playing a physical tough man of basketball Mm -hmm. uh on that offensive end and a lot of guys won't take some of the risks he does. And so I think, and, and, and really when you look at his numbers, um, there's just many ways you can you can unfold it and say this guy deserved to be on one of those top three teams. I I, I tend to believe he should have. Uh, again, I think maybe some of the team, you know, the, where the team finished in the SEC might have played a part in, in keeping him uh, shy of getting some votes from folks out in the country who just kind of look at it and go, well, he was a, a good player on a bad team. Maybe his numbers are inflated because of that. That's okay. some of the mentality. Yeah, we know better because we have I our eyes on it. But, you know, you get outside yeah. the SEC, and that's, that's probably a lot of that thinking going
2: on. Maybe. But there were two other guys. There was another guy that averaged 16 a game, another guy that averaged, what, 11 or 12 or 13 a game. So it's not like he got all the points. And uh, it went, so when you say inflated stats. But nonetheless, we in Arkansas know what he did. Outside of Arkansas, I can understand saying, well, you know, yeah, somebody from Kentucky or somebody from – uh, Michigan State or somebody, yeah, I, I get that.
1: Well, you don't want to give a lot of these voters too much credit that are out of the area in the region because yeah. they may look at it and go, well, Arkansas finished 11th in the SEC. That's not a very good team. Yeah. And here's a guy who knows if he was getting a lot of his stuff and mop up. I'm just saying a lot of times that stuff just has a middle weight on folks that don't yeah. know better and didn't right. have the hands-on knowledge. I'm not saying that that's how I think it right. played out. I'm saying that 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 kind of stuff plays into these things.
0: Sure it does. Well, and that's that's like after every press conference, every coach without fail would talk about how unbelievable that uh, Mason Jones was. Did they have to them. use
2: that word? Do you think they did?
0: Yes they did. <laughs> oh my <laughs>
2: gosh.
0: They they did. And then but, and then then to turn around, like you say, making Quigley the coaches S E C Player of the Year like, okay, is it only because Kentucky won the league is that is that why you're conceding to Quigley and not naming Mason Jones? Hmm. I just didn't. I, I don't get that part. Yeah. Of
1: still, you, but you know what you just mentioned too, Randy is so true. I was at most of those press conferences at Bud Arena, and these coaches coaches would just come in, and that would be they wouldn't even talk about their team first. They'd go mm-hmm. Mason Jones first of all. What a story or Wow, you know, all these you know. Um, you know, they just—they really appreciated the fact of, of the player he is and has become, and what he meant to the SEC, and, and what, how they saw him. So yeah, to hear all of that, and then to see him—you know—see him vote another way. I mean, yeah. that happens. Uh, just yeah, but that yeah, you're right. right. That, that's something that stands out.
2: When it comes to Jones, Quigley should have been down under. <laughs> oh. Oh, there it
0: is, Kevin. I'm sorry, you had to hear that, but that's okay. <laughs> Um. Wow. Don't be sorry, do Kevin. Thought that
2: was pretty funny. Thanks, thanks, <laughs>
0: Kevin. I
1: like it. I like it. <laughs> All right,
0: Kevin. We will talk to you next Tuesday.
1: That right, is Kevin to you, McPherson
0: of Arkansas Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville